Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Dabbler and Dribbling. As always, we want to talk about, you know, are you following us? Are you stalking us a little bit? Because we'd love for you to do so. We're at Dabbler and Dribbling wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud. And you should follow us at Dabbler and Dribbling on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's These are things that we like. Slide into our DMs. We're into it. Um, so t- today's uh, cast, we talk about veganism, relationships, and uh, the man. Is that it? The man? You know, like the whole like surveillance of women. Oh, yeah. We do talk about that. But, I mean, we got it under control. We got it on lock. Yeah, sure. We have all the answers, guys. <laughs> no, by that I mean like we as men. Uh, yeah, so, we, we, yeah, sorry, well, I didn't mean yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we got apps. We got apps. <laughs> and we're mm-hmm. just watching mm-hmm. you all all I love the it. time. Into it. Into making it. Making sure you're not doing anything you're not supposed to be doing. Right, right, right. So right. in this, the first half, we delve into... Uh, Patriarchy, sexism, and plant-based diets. Yeah, I mean, it was the, it's one of the more intriguing mm-hmm. first halves of our of our cast, and then we go into basketball, where we're really concerned about the Lakers. Yeah, they're not doing so hot. Yeah, and everybody knows it. So, including them, I hope. Yeah, uh, it's a problem. Even Carmelo knows it. And yeah, that's saying and that's something. saying something. <laughs> it's an issue. My God. The Celtics on the East Coast also not looking great. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about what did the playoffs look like with these two teams struggling. Uh, Trey Young has a big night, and then he Couple has a short bit. night. Yeah, a big night and a short night. It happens. And Andre Iguodala says that Steph Curry is the second greatest point guard of all time. I don't know how to feel about that. We discuss. We discuss. It's it's all good things. And our dope people are dope. Uh, check them out. There's multiple people yeah. on both of our selections. Yeah. And sorry, at the end, we're eating plantain chips I'm that Bryce Dad made. <laughs> and I'm still eating them. So if you hear that sound That's toward me. the end in the dope <laughs> section, it's because she brought out, she unleashed the Kraken. Yeah. It's my fault. Thanks, Dad. You're the best. So good. <laughs> all right, folks. Check it out. You'll love it. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. It is episode number 73. Yeah. On this beautiful snow day Chia. that we've had. It basically didn't snow. Yeah. Like, New York City quote-unquote shut down, but it really didn't. It was silly. Everything still ran. Everything. Yeah. I went outside to walk Wrigley, and I was like, oh, wow, this snow day is so... Not underwhelming. A, it's so underwhelming, meaning there was barely snow outside. I'm I wanna know from you because you grew up in the Midwest I in sure Chicago. Did. I grew up in a town that also had a lot of snow. Yeah. We Midwesterners know snow. I well, am shocked and appalled by the level to which New Yorkers consider it too much snow. Well, normally when I, growing up, I always remembered New York being very similar to Chicago in our tolerance for snow. Like, okay. I went to school when there was, like, 10 feet of snow outside. Same. Because it was like, you you walk, get your get your legs moving. We really didn't get snow days. I did not get a snow day until I was in grad school because the CTA, which is our mm-hmm. public transit system in Chicago, shut down mm-hmm. because the tracks were frozen. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason why I had a show. And that was my second year of grad school. Right. So for most of my... For yeah. all of my childhood mm-hmm. into college and grad school, I mm-hmm. never had a snow day. Never. Not once. I had a couple during elementary school, but I no. remember I remember looking at the TV screen leading all the way up to school, just waiting for... Right. Uh, We've had late starts. Happened. We had late starts, but never like a full day. 
I barely remember having a full day, but it just didn't happen. In New York, I feel like they shut down schools. Since this we've is, moved here, I would say within the past two years, I feel like, because if the C, is CPS, I mean, uh, is it CPS? No, that's Chicago Public Schools. NYPS? Sure. New York Public School the System? NIPS. The NIPS? Sure. Um, New York City School System, if they shut down and say, nah, we're not going to school, I feel like a lot of people would be worried about childcare and can't make it to work and things of that nature. Okay. So that's why if CPS, if NY, NYPS decides mm-hmm. to shut down. My, uh, this is just a segment I like to call I don't get it. two old timers <laughs> talk about how things used to be. Remember how things used to be when it was simpler? Uh, and I just uh, am observing there seems to be less resilience around the precipitation in the winter. But you know what? I will say I am not as um, like I'm my. Not, not mad about it. I'm not mad about it because no. I head off today. Oh, I'm. I am not. I went out last night. There you go. Because <laughs> I was like, not a school night. School, we have. We have <laughs> tomorrow. No school tomorrow. I'm going out tonight. That's what I used Bye. to say when I was a kid too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you just sleep? Cause Fifth the, grade. I was but like, I definitely Whoa. slept until like nine o'clock today, and I was like, ooh. No, I was up at six. Well, that's because you crack of dawn. Because that's because you're an old man. Burning that morning oil. Sure. I save the midnight oil for the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how are you? I, I'm making it. Yeah. Yeah. Killing Feeling it. good. Just trying to get all my ducks in a row. Did my 2018 taxes. Me too. I did it last week. Well, I know or two you, weeks ago. You did yours before me. And you said, I think you said on the last episode, your return coming back to you not as great as years past. Yeah, I mean, still, I still got some, but not same. Yeah, same. I remember looking I at the number forty-five. Yeah, no. Last year, my tax return, buku good. Oh, this year, looked at my tax return. I said, well, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it's better than nothing. I am grateful. I will take that. That will go take into it. paying bills, savings, a vacation, maybe you know. But I thought last year's return was a sign of. America becoming great again and then uh, this year was a sign of like well we took a step back if <laughs> my tax my back. tax return uh, is a uh, a weather vane mm-hmm. for the direction of the country as a whole that's how I like to get my prognostication mm-hmm. for where we're going as a country economically right. is how much money I get back yep every spring yep but uh, I'm happy I did them that turbo tax thank god <laughs> woo how are you? I'm good. I feel like there's been a lot going on personally, professionally, life, spiritually, all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I've taken stock of a lot of things and I'm just grateful for where I'm at. That's great. You know Gratitude what I mean? Like, and your attitude. Yeah. Like life could be better. Mm-hmm. Could also be worse. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the past couple of weeks have been like tough in a lot of ways for me, but like. You know, therapy is great. Going to church and having like a spiritual practice is great. Having people that I care about and love around me is great. Like, you know, it's just counting my blessings, mm-hmm. you know, because I can sit here and complain about all the things right. that, I, that I'm that i upset about sure. or that sucks or whatever. Um, some of it my own doing. Some of it is just like, oh, this is life. It sucks. Mm-hmm. But I'm good. I'm killing the game. You know... <laughs> You look so silly right now. Yeah. Why do I look silly? Just like your sweatshirt is around your neck. Just like the head part. Like Uh it's not like you're not wearing your sweatshirt. You took your sweatshirt off. It was hot. 
and then you put it just around like it's still on you my neck is just cold. Ar- but your neck is cold you just and you're you know the... we're wearing kind of similar clothes well almost. you don't have a pink uh scarf on i mean i could find one this wearing... kind of pink this like soft pastel pink if I wear any pink, it's going to be that. This is so nice and comfortable. I'm also thankful for, uh, since you mentioned gratitude, the smart dogs at Trader Joe's. And what? The, Say more. These are soy dogs. They're uh-huh. hot dogs, mm-hmm. but they're made from tofu. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I the, don't like tofu. Don't like the texture. Don't like the taste. Well, don't when like it, it tastes like hot dogs, mm-hmm. you'll eat it. Mm. And I'll tell you this with that uh, spicy mustard and sweet relish. Mm amazing you're such a man i have like two a day i told you how um there are people in my life that are making me want make, telling me that we should go vegan and i said Who? i've done it oh did i tell you i'll tell uh-uh. you off mic someone wanted to, someone sent me something like let's do the 22 or 21 day challenge of no let's talk about it right now no i don't want to do the it deal? what's the deal i don't want to do it i'm not trying I've to convince you i'm interesting <laughs> i'm interested like who well, you don't have to name it on mic who it is. Oh, yeah, okay, sure. You just mouthed it to me. I know who that is. I've heard of them. Um, do you, well, what's the motivation for the request or the, I just the, like the to charge? be healthier, you know, and it's things that, you know, we all are doing. It's like all, I feel like all of my friend groups are all like thinking about cautiously eating better, working out, taking care of yourselves, still being dumb every once in a while, you know. So, I mean, I get it, but it's like a commitment, right? Like, mm-hmm. and when you're doing it with other people that you may or may not be dating, mm. it's like another Hypothetically, level. Yeah. That's another level of commitment. Uh, mm, I wonder what I'm effect that has. I'm a commitment merch. Yeah, yeah. Not like me. No, I'm just scared of it. I'll do it, but just be scared the whole time. You, I'm in a constant state a, of fear. That's a, well, that's a conversation for a different day, because I feel like commitment... In the way that some people mean it, some people would say I have a fear of commitment, but my fear, quote unquote, fear of commitment is an awareness of commitment. It's like, <laughs> well, I said this to someone recently because there was a, oh, I forgot who said this. It's a author, poet, person, famous person. I can't remember the name, but he basically said the heart was made to be broken. Like it, it's, it's like rules. Well, not like rules, but like it's equipped to be broken. Does that make sense? Like a harp can it's break. It's resilient. It's resilient, resilient. right? Yeah. It's uh, Brazilian. It's Brazilian? <laughs> Is that what you mean? <laughs> Is that resilient? Resilient. Yes. Um, but the this whole nature, because I think for me, when I think of love and commitment and all those different things, I think my fear is like when you care for someone, it's inevitable that you're going to disappoint them and they're going to disappoint you. Maybe not intentionally. Merch, what are you doing? It's so <laughs> hot in here. And so you cover your head? That doesn't make any sense. My neck was getting warm. You were weird. Uh, okay, back to, that was so dramatic. But back to what I was saying before you rudely interrupted it's like me with your... like a podcast episode. <laughs> oh, God. See, this is, this is how rumors get started. Oh, Alex stripped in, in front of Brian, her apartment. Weird. Weird. Um, one day we'll do a video cast. <laughs> and I'm just going to be uncomfortable the whole time. Um, no, because I think there's it's inevitable that in any relationship, whether platonic or romantic, that there will be moments where you disappoint the person that you care about and that Hopefully. they'll disappoint you. Right. Because yeah. there's, there's expectations 
that you put on a person. Like, I expect you to text Mm -hmm. me back. Mm Mm-hmm. But knowing you, I've learned that expectation should be, yes. it'll be within 24 hours. Right. I temper expectations. It's, it's, it's like one of those, like, for mm-hmm. everybody else, text me back within the hour. Right. For Merch and, Merch and Matthew, it's a, okay, we're giving, we give right. it a little bit more time. He's not dead. He's not dead. He's just doing other stuff right, right now. And I'm not a priority right now. Right and, now, currently, mm-hmm. you want to know how many text messages I have? Let me look it you up, didn't respond to, to sure. my last text I sent did you. Did I? No, no? You did not. Okay, let me tell you how many text messages I have. The number right now is 27. See, that stresses me out. As an over-communicator, mm-hmm. that stresses me out. I sit in one... If I have a moment where I don't have anything to do, or I have to wait mm-hmm. for something, I'll go into those messages, and then I'll take care of them. Literally, you are my worst nightmare. If, <laughs> I, was, if I was dating you, uh-huh. I would be pissed at I'll you, tell you all the time. I treat my text messages like emails now. <laughs> um, like... Oh, yeah, you just got out of the shower. I saw that message. No, I didn't... it was a message from before that. Oh, okay. Uh, three. Yeah, I responded. It was okay. Nope, before that. All right. Uh, were you able to update the spreadsheet? No. <laughs> Want to record early tomorrow? Did you respond like when? to did I you... did. <laughs> no, I did respond you... to that. You didn't respond to the spreadsheet question. You know, I saw the spreadsheet question, but it was at 1230 at night. So I definitely was going to get to it, but then I fell asleep and I forgot <laughs> I about it the next morning. Like, I'm like, Alex, you're disappointing me and in our then, relationship. <laughs> let me see. Let me no, see. then you responded. Like, everything Yeah, yeah, else. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I'm looking through all these. Many of them are not important. And then some of them Oh, you're are talking about T-Mobile. other te- It's not yeah, text yeah, yeah. messages I sent. Other I'm looking text through messages. other text messages here, but I'm at 27 right now. That stresses me out. That stresses me out. Well, but anyway, but like, beyond that, it's just about commitment is about... Anything to do with, like, loving on a person in any type of way, Mm -hmm. whether it's like, oh, I'm deeply in love with this person or, like, this is a person in my life that I care about. I think that's what I have to say. Like, when you start caring about people, it is inevitable that you're going to disappoint them and they're going to disappoint you. Because people are just, we're fickle, fragile, like, we are, we are people, so we will mess up. We will, we will say the wrong things, do Mm -hmm. the wrong things, whatever. Yeah. So I think that's like, that's a piece that I'm always like contemplating that like when I'm getting into relationships, when I'm meeting new friends, all those different kinds of things, I'm just like, I'm just cognizant of like how much bandwidth do I have to commit to this person so that because you you care about someone, you want to do what's right by them. Right. At least I, at least I do. I don't know if every, like there are people out there that's just like different, but I know for me, it's like, I want to do right by the people that I care about. Sure. Like, if I think of you, I, you know, I want to be like, hey, I think I'm thinking about you because yeah. words mean things to me. What does this have to do with the plant-based challenge? Uh, to do that? Wow. I, I don't know how we got there. <laughs> oh, I'll come back. It's just a commitment, you know? Yeah, for 22 days. But it's a commitment. I'm not even pushing it. I'm just intrigued by uh, the, the hesitancy. The hesitancy is uh, you because don't, you don't the person, have to, the you person don't who said, sent it to me. Oh, okay. So if someone else had put it to you, then maybe it would be different. Maybe. Like a, a, lesser, a lesser commitment. Maybe. Because it's the idea that maybe this commitment of 22 days could have turned into 22 years. That kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Mmm... Uh, I watched a video by a bodybuilder the other day. Bodybuilder? Yeah, and he was talking about he went vegan for 30 days. Uh-huh. In the re- I haven't finished watching it. It's a 15-minute long video. Mm-hmm. 
and the first part of it, he explains the three reasons why. Yeah. And one of the reasons was he watched the same documentary I did. Yeah. All of us. Like a lot of what's it called? Um, what the Health. Yeah. What the Health. Yeah. Which is, I started watching it again the other day just for the second time. And uh, the first 10 minutes I couldn't get through it because I was like, this is complete bolsheviki from the start of it the way yeah. that it's it's prefaced yeah i'm like this guy is so, he's fishing for fishing for clicks for yes fishing for clicks and like gotcha statements mm-hmm. and gotcha questions right. for these kind of organizations that are not equipped from the secretary desk right. to answer some of these these questions so i thought eh, it's kind of bogus but ultimately this video i was watching of the bodybuilder showed a clip of one of or some of the things that were in the movie mm-hmm. that I have since forgotten, but once I saw them again, I was like, "Oh, right, that thing." Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was the it was the images of the animals yeah. that I didn't used to care about. Yeah. But now, for some reason, I'm like, "That's that's problematic for me." Well, that's be- that's also because you you love Wrigley so much more now, and like now, if any seeing an animal hurt like hurts you, I don't think that's true. I definitely think that's a stretch. No, I'm just gonna say that that's the thing. Okay, well, <laughs> fine. Ultimately, though, uh, the whole the whole plant based thing. Mm-hmm. I think the benefits are, and he talked about this in the video. Uh, he said, "I his skin felt better, and his gut biome felt better. Yeah, my I can, gut, I can. my gut biome did feel better when I switched, switched over. over. Like definitely less indigestion. I didn't need to take a nap." At any point, mm. like I was always just like always I had just the like, energy. Oh, yeah, I was always at a stable place, but also I think that's a uh, lack of sugar in the diet. Yeah, that would do very it. Helpful, and his skin felt better. I don't know if my skin felt better. And I know people who have skin problems. Acne. Your skin's been pretty good though. Thank you. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I mean, you have a little. You. you have a little pimple here, but well, like as I feel of like today, this yeah, came in two like, days ago. I'm working on this one. Do you want me to give you a little something for that? Yeah, could you run? Yeah, I can do real it. quick. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I don't ever do this. I have a, uh, but this is like the first pimple I've had in months, and I don't I even care say, about it. Yeah, and it's not even like. I don't know how it came about. But yeah. Either way, but like pimples are normal. It's like, like that's it's like a, a normal pimp. thing. You'll get that even when you're like much older. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care about that. Ooh, and I pinpointed it with my finger with no mirror. I'm very proud of myself. You are. Give myself some encouragement today. You know, being I'm kind a, to myself. A... But uh, he also said uh, he's never spent more time on the toilet than he has since oh. he was vegan. And I will tell you this. Oh yeah, I took more shits <laughs> after my fiber intake went up so high. Um, oh, that's actually you're really just funny. constantly like clear. Just, I am just, constantly empty. I am like always light, but full. Yeah, light I like but it. full. I like it. And I, I like so it. I anyway, like it. I love it. That's been that's been really nice. So I would say to people, but I also don't think it's worth. If I had my ideal diet, there'd be more collagen, mm. and then all plant based. Mm. I would take in no animal products except for their tasty delicious collagen Mm -hmm. from their joints just like that just Mm -hmm. just like with for the skin for the for the hair (laughs) for all of those sorts of things that elasticity yeah i would take from there but i as i was talking to a friend about this they felt similarly and they're like yeah i wonder if we could just do that i'm like well technically we can do whatever (laughs) with our diets you can choose to be a vegan plus collagen yeah and it just be your thing but the reasoning for your plant-based collagen thing must be just the benefits of health you lose the argument for moral yeah 
high ground, yeah, you yeah. don't really care about the animals at that point, right? If you're drinking their joint juice, right? Yeah, so, that would that would do it. Yeah, but they, man, I'm having to let go of it. And also, a friend of mine has been vegan for about thirty years. Mm. Oh wow! And their doctor told them, so they're in their late fifties, and their doctor told them you have to eat salmon. Like at this point, oh, your body like needs has that. to have salmon for the omega threes and the, could the you, oils. Could they take and, supplements and stuff like that? I mean, either way, if you're taking fish supplements, it's still fish. It's still fish. You're still Might benefiting well. from the animal product. Right. Um, I take flaxseed oil, which is a substitute for salmon oil. Mm. Uh, so my soul is. I'm thinking about all these monks. Hmm. around the world yeah. who don't have animal products in their bodies mm-hmm. and they live very well and i also think we benefit from having melanin in our skin yeah we do. we're not gonna i don't think we're gonna be as hard pressed in our later years for skin health i mean i look at my grandma and that woman pretty much was poor her whole life mm-hmm. until like my mom went to college and like was able to provide money for her and things like that mm-hmm. so she was eating basically like rice and veggies Mm -hmm. because like meat is expensive milk is expensive for sure like most of her life and now she like it's so interesting like she barely eats now and she's like she's 80 she just turned Mm -hmm, 80 mm -hmm. and she barely is eating she just eats enough to like like it was like it's like rice veggies yeah she's not like well my mom will make like chicken and fish and veggies Mm -hmm. and like she'll just be like give me some veggies give me maybe like a piece of like a small fish Mm -hmm. and like rice and like keep it keep it cool right um and i look at her right now if you look at her she doesn't look she looks old like she's an old woman Mm -hmm. but she does not look like she's 80 does she uh, definitely looks like she could be 60s does she have some fasting tendencies um she does yeah i think that might be a player yeah i think, I, think I even like think of my mom who has lighter skin mm-hmm. like much more lighter skin than most indian women mm-hmm. and i think her fasting and drinking a lot of water has made her skin even better too her skin has gotten better as she has aged i think that's i think the fasting plus hydration mm-hmm. will do it because i do key. i still do intermittent fasting mm-hmm. like you've been doing that for almost a year now i feel yeah it's, and i feel like that changed the game in my weight loss it changed a lot of things for me let me ask you this when you get past the what is your first of all what's your feeding window it's like it's basically like 11 30 12 to 8 but i usually stop eating at like 7 30 12 to 8 okay so then so you got an eight hour window ish yeah. so uh when you get past the first is there a phase where you're like hungry for a couple hours and then you break through that wall and then you can go like unlimited hours without eating yeah. Okay. I feel because in the morning I get up, I drink water. Like even even if I work out in the morning, all I do is water. Right. Water, 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 and then I'll probably do a protein shake for lunch uh-huh. as like a a lunch thing, and yeah. then have an actual dinner, and I'll have a snack and a dinner. And I still end up doing like twelve hundred calories, like or a little bit less than that, even mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. because of like intake of whatever I'm whatever the day is feeling like. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it gets hard. Like, 
it just gets harder as you like as my like social life changes too like going mm. out or like so I forget I, how many calories come with alcohol yeah and like and I'm you not know? doing like I'm usually doing like straight whiskey or tequila or you know I'm like That's I'm not still, doing I'm yeah. trying not to mix it if I'm going to mix it with something I maybe we'll do ginger ale mm-hmm. and not like mm-hmm. other like sugarier sodas but mm-hmm. it's still you know it sucks when I do or if you do beer like that right. beer is very like heavy and like so heavy and ugh. I will go a whole day work out monitor my calories be super strong on my nutrition and then if i get invited out yeah i'm like damn if i take this beer that's an extra 300 calories i didn't budget for yeah and then you do two beers so you added in 600 you basically alex negated all the work you did today yep and you stayed up late and lost two to three hours of sleep yep you sure did you sure did but if sex comes with that then it's also cardio i'm I have no comment. So calories <laughs> burned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, but the discipline not earned. It's just yeah. not, it's it's is a mental it? game. Yeah. It's a mental it's game. A, it's a longer, longer game, but, I think. But I think the plant-based thing, just to bring it back home, I think 22 days is not a lot. What I'm... I've done cu- two weeks. I've done 14 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm curious about is this whole thing as far as it being a fad or it being something that has staying power with the american public i don't what i also don't like this is the big thing that the other thing the bodybuilder said i i remember now more than the health thing more there's a combination of the way the animals were treated Mm -hmm. that was a factor that i didn't think i would care about that i actually did yeah because um, in years past, I knew that there were problems, sure, but I yeah. didn't really care because it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Now it was the marketability of the meat industry. Mm, yeah, that, that it was a like the a business. Of that, yeah, yeah. When they when it became a business part, and I felt like we were being duped, mm-hmm. and the government was okay with yeah. it because yeah. they had to support the business right. of meat making. So yeah. they would make any justification for why cheese, milk, all these sorts of things were good for you, and the eggs, the chickens, all mm-hmm. this sort of stuff. I'm like. The government knows some of this is problematic, and, and yet they this. still do it because the government consists of committees, which consists of senators and representatives from states, yeah. which have farming interests. Yeah. So they, for the for the safety of their constituency, will lobby for more meat products, more yeah. animal products, so that their citizenry are okay. Yeah. I don't really care yeah. about their citizenry, and I'm going to save my dollars. Someone tried to tell me the other day, as I was saying, I like tofu. Mm-hmm. I enjoy tofu products. Mm-hmm. I put them in a lot of what I make. Yeah, you do. I feel good and about it. And it actually looks really good every time you eat something. I'm like, that looks really good. And it actually tastes good. Yeah. They will tell me, well, tofu is expensive. Okay, that's fair. No, it's not. It's not? Have you done a price comparison on tofu? No. Go to Trader Joe's next time. Okay. I want you to compare protein in all the meat products you look at versus the protein in those blocks of tofu. Wow. Okay. I mean, I will. I'll give you an example. Okay, tell me. Uh, a brick of salmon mm-hmm. in the freezer might be about 70 grams of protein, let's mm. say, versus that block of... And it's uh, 1099. Okay. Then I looked at my usual firm block of tofu right that i get which is 75 grams of protein mm-hmm. 250 it's not just cheaper it's a steal <laughs> you basically stole you a black man that stole I, from trader I, I can buy four of those bricks <laughs> four bricks of tofu for the price of one of those 
fish. Yep. I was like, this is not, I don't think people know this. Yeah. And the like lentils and mm. bean game, you know how you can get those like dried versions? Yeah. It's like two bucks for one of those bags and you're getting like hella protein. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like veganism will be a lot more easier for me or just like plant-basedness mm-hmm. would be a lot or like a lot more plant-basedness because I see myself eating a lot more veggies mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. um will be a lot easier for me if I had like an instant pot because I've heard some like Same. really and it's not that expensive like I thought it was going to be What's much I think it's like 80 some dollars which is like oh, is that so, it? yeah it's not bad you go to the Amazon store right now and get yeah. it <laughs> I thought um, about it I don't have space on my countertop well yeah there is that but uh yeah so um things I'm thinking about Uh, Or just being a little bit more conscious of, like, what I'm eating, right? Like, you know, like, maybe I just do meatless Mondays. Like, Mondays I don't eat Mm. meat, which is, like, part of this 22-day challenge Mm -hmm. of, of is, like, like consciously choosing to be more green Mm -hmm. to your body so that you're better to the the earth. Which is the whole concept of it. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Someone the other day. Or, like, you do, like, one... I think it was, like, do meatless Mondays or, like, one meal a day is a plant-based meal for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, that's a huge, like, impact it's you It's actually can... really easy to do a plant-based meal most parts of the day. Yeah. And we don't even think about yeah. it. Yeah. It's just, like, my body and my mind is so conditioned to right. be, like, you need to have meat. Otherwise, you're not full. Right, right, right. And right. it's just, like, oh, that's not it's how the that works. centerpiece. Wo- yeah, right. like, that's not how that works, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's just those little things thinking about, the, you Yeah. Know? Uh, someone the other day... Uh, that I work with, I was in the office and they said, are you, God, we were talking about something I don't remember, but mm-hmm. it was like a dish. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like this thing. And right. they said, are you vegan? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. And then people who were also there said, where have you been? Like, what do you mean? That this person who's known me for months, right. several months, right. did not know that I was vegan. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other people in the room did. Mm, so yeah, like, that makes how sense. did you, how did you not know this? To that I say, we're talking about this one subject matter we don't normally talk about diet here right so i try not to broadcast it to people because yeah. i do feel you don't want to be vegans preachy. are obnoxious yeah you guys are they're but, very but you obnoxious. are not though yeah they're like, so you'll, you'll, you'll be kind about it which I, I think is important i went out to a restaurant with a friend and i ordered the their menu had nothing vegan except for like french fries mm-hmm. so i was like oh let's take some french fries and then ah and i they saw me struggling with the menu and i said it's okay i don't really i'm fine like i'll make it i'm not gonna starve to death and they said i could so it was funny they had these fish tacos everything on the fish taco was plant-based except for the fish right and they had this other thing that was a uh <laughs> it was a tempeh burger okay tempeh being the soy uh, bean based protein mm-hmm. that vegans eat fairly often and they had a tempeh burger with all things veg and uh, avocado and all that mm-hmm. it was a tempeh bacon Ooh. is what it was so okay. it looked really good and it had mayo on it that's not vegan it's like, this whole thing is primed and ready Wait, but you added you... mayo to it why why I guess hold the may or there was some other factor too, but there were two things that you didn't need on there that destroyed the plant-basedness of it. I thought it was funny. And then the fish taco was totally fine and ready to go Mm -hmm. except for the fish. Right. She said, I'll take the fish out and I'll put tempeh in and the tempeh bacon in place of the fish. So you would have like a tempeh bacon taco. I love that. I said, thank you very much. And so she went to do that. The chef came out with it like 10 minutes later. Mm -hmm. He gave me the standard fish taco. It had the fish on it. 
you know, and she's like, did he give you the the normal, like the fish taco? I was like, yeah, he did. Would you mind like taking it back, putting the bacon on? She's like, I'm so sorry about that. And I had already waited 10 minutes. I was hungry. And I said, yeah. by the way, you can take, just take the fish off mm-hmm. and, and just, put the bacon to, on. Yeah, like, you ain't got to make it from scratch again. Right. And she said, are you sure? Yeah. And I said, because most vegans would be like, and I, hell no. Yeah, like, and you I, better change that all I, up. And I said to her, I'm not that kind of vegan. Ah. <laughs> she, said, she said, okay. And then in, in one minute, she came out with bacon on it, and I was happy as a clam. Yeah. To, to all the, the people out there who are plant-based for reasons like that, I don't understand why someone would... There are some people who will not eat a burger. Right. A plant-based burger, a garden burger, if it was made on a grill that also makes... And, and like, but, but there's... Just, but there's other things like that too, right? Like people who practice halal or or kosher. Well, that's there's religious. Very, sure. That's very religious, like religious sure. based, and like this can be a religious practice in some ways for folks, right? And like just because I don't understand it and think it's obnoxious doesn't mm. mean it's in the same way. I'm just like, really, you can't have cheese on your burger. It's like, it's like no, that's a choice. It's a personal choice that you make. I just mm. for me, I just get annoyed when people expect me to Accommodate. bend over backwards mm-hmm. for your the personal choice you make. And you have never mm-hmm. done yeah. that, and I've always been like grateful for that. Like I'm always conscious, like, hey, what are some vegan options that I can have at home that Alex can eat too? Those meatless meatballs. Yes, I mean they're great. Um, they're they're wonderful. I hear you, but I also think. What is the as long as that person understands the root of why they're asking for people to be accommodating? Because mm. I really don't understand unless you are halal or kosher, and or have like a there's like a dietary like straight up nutrient problem biologically, right? Where you there's can't that, yeah. you can't have certain enzymes in your body. Yeah, I have a friend who who is lactose, like can't do mm-hmm. any dairy or mm-hmm. like would be terrible, mm-hmm. and is celiac. So right. like like that, that makes that sense. Is, that, that's you there's, could die. There, yeah there's lots of things that they can't eat right you can't but, but if you're someone who decided i'm going to be plant-based and for the moral high ground of it i won't even accept anything that has a modicum mm-hmm. of a particle of animal product on right. it like it can't come from the same grill right for those people i would just wonder like do do some soul searching as to why that is yeah i don't know but I'm just not that kind of vegan. Yeah, I get it. Okay. All right. Um, done. I just found out today that Luke Perry from 90210, the resident bad boy of 90210, right. died today. That's sad. Super sad. He was 52, I believe. And um, he had a stroke recently. And he was just coming back. Like, he was he was kind of a steady character, I believe, on Riverdale or something like that. I don't watch the show. But uh, super sad. I mean, it's super sad to hear about anybody's death. But so young and after a stroke, which, I mean, a stroke can really... His stroke must have been really bad if he died pretty soon after. Yeah. Super sad. That is sad. Yeah. Um, my regards to the family and friends. Yeah. Luke Perry was the first person... Mm-hmm. I wanted to model my hair after. Really? As a child, I remember sitting in the your, car. Your black curly haired yes, hair. Yes, in the, in the car mm-hmm. outside the donut shop where my mom would normally take me on the weekends. She was inside getting donuts. I was inside the car with a comb in my hand and looking in the rear view mirror and just trying to comb my hair back. Yeah. Like Roger way, yeah. Roger Klotz from Doug. Uh-huh. But also like Luke Perry. Yeah. Like with that slick back. Yeah. yeah. Look, I was trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And I just, it took me a long time and I never fully got it. 
And then I just I think it's I'm trying to see like baby Alex mm-hmm. trying to do that. <laughs> and it just wouldn't happen. And then as I got older, I realized, oh, my hair won't do a, that. That's a white thing. You don't, you don't Wait, have that. I'm not white enough for that. That's it's only half of me that's not this way. <laughs> gonna happen without a relaxer. So you're gonna have to chill out, buddy. I kind of not want to straighten your hair so you could do it. <laughs> but uh, Luke Perry, I guess, and and what I'm saying, I guess, is he was the first like cool guy. Yeah. I had the like James Dean of our generation. Oh yeah. On At that time, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to be like Luke. Yeah, I can see that. I can see oh, that. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it was super sad. And, um, I don't know, I just, like, it's just, I've been realizing a lot lately that, um, I've had a couple of, like, family deaths and just things happening around me that, like, life is short. Mm-hmm. I think that's why my perspective is, like, life is short, things are happening, keep it moving, you know? Yeah. Um, life is so, yeah. short. Yeah, super short. Oh, my God. Um, I'm assuming you didn't watch this, but uh, you know the Red Table Talk. I talked about it before sure. with Jada Pinkett Smith, her right, mom, right, 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 and um, the Willow. Smiths, the yeah. Pinkets, mm-hmm. Pinkett Smiths, the Smiths. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jordan Woods, who is the I'm assuming now former best friend of Kylie Jenner, youngest Kardashian Jenner of the clan, mm-hmm. um, went to the Red Table Talk to speak with Jada, and her, mm-hmm. it was just Jada and her speaking on everything that transpired that Sunday night. Between her and Tristan, who is Chloe's now ex. It was such an interesting... I took the whatever 20 minutes it was Mm -hmm. to watch the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to feel. So basically, Jordan... This is Jordan speaking out. um, And Jordan saying, yes, I was at a party. Tristan happened to be there. We went to the club. I was drinking, having a good time. And usually in, in... California apparently after these like club parties you go to someone's house and continue partying right the part the house that they went to happened to be Tristan's house and she's like I didn't think anything of it because like if it's not a random stranger's house it's Tristan's house so she went and hung out there Mm -hmm. she was there she's like yes I was sitting next to him but I wasn't giving him a lap dance I wasn't making out with him Wait, wait, wait hold on back up who are we talking about again this is Jordan Woods Jordan Woods okay got it got it yeah she's like 22 years old all right but she's beautiful. But she is black girl, not a part of the clan. No, but she's best friends with Kylie. She like lives with Kylie. Got it. Okay, thank the, you. You know, like so they're no, like super, it. super together, like close. She's like, yeah, I was there. Like my, she's like my legs were on his legs, which I was like, girl, mm. Jordan, do better. I literally was like, mm. <laughs> you doing? Like, like I feel very like Alex. I feel incredibly comfortable around you yes my legs but i would never like rest my legs on your like like if you're sitting like that me swinging my legs around like i do that with a boyfriend my legs are on his legs i do it with like i do it with like my dad like when i'm like sitting in the couch with my dad like Mm -hmm. he'll just like and we're watching a game or something like yeah i do it because my dad I don't even do it with my uncles or my cousins. Like, nah, like, my you, legs it's a very on, intimate thing. Yeah, my legs were on his legs. Okay. Yeah. Well, my tongue was on his tongue, but it was like, <laughs> but it was just like, resting it was there. Just like, it was just resting it there. It was just normal. So at first I was like, okay, that's like, that's not great. Whatever. Why are you telling this to Jada? And Why J- are you telling and this Jada's to Jada? And Jada's like asking like dead ass questions like, 
what were you doing? Like all these are like, cause people are asking, people are all thinking it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't realize Jordan's dad was like a sound engineer for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which is why the Smiths and the Woods are really close. Like J- J- uh, Jada saw mm-hmm. Jordan grow up. Like, yeah. Um, so the, she, so she's seen Jordan as a wee sprite. Right. And was like, girl, you're growing up, you know better now. Yeah. You know better. Like this is not, this is Auntie Jada right now. Yeah, hundred percent. And Grandma, Grandma uh, Pinkett, who was there before uh-huh. everything started, was just like, was she yeah. there too at the table? She wasn't at the table. She, it was yeah. like pre, like them recording. Like oh, they like okay. FaceTimed Will in uh, and stuff. Like it was very cute. Will came in. Yeah, Will came because Will's like, you better take your medicine and say the truth. Is <gasps> what. And I was like, oh, I love you, Will Smith. But like, it's it's very clear that the Smiths are protecting Jordan because. Uh-huh. The Kardashians aren't, obviously. Like, there's, like, loyalty to that. Um, I think uh, it was mom, Grandma Smith, Grandma Pinkett. I forget her name. I keep forgetting her name. It was basically, like, we've all done little girl decisions that that contribute to big girl mess, like big women mess. Uh-huh. And, she's, and she's like, this is a, this is a mess, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so anyway... So she's talking about all that. She's like, I, she's like, a bunch of us ended up crashing there, but I never slept in this. Like, we didn't sleep together. We didn't do any of this stuff together. And she got up and she's like, oh crap, I need to go. A driver was out in front for her. She goes up out there uh-huh. and she's about to leave. And Tristan's like, are you sure? Like, you can just crash here. Not a big deal. And he's like, no, I'm going to go. And then she's saying that Tristan kissed her while she was leaving. And she was just like, wait, what? Like, so weird, weird out by it. And, um, and then t- and then Jada goes, was it like a peck on the cheek, like kiss? Was it a kiss on the lips? Was it a makeout? Was there tongue? Ooh, tell like, all, girl. All, and she's like, no, there was no tongue. There was it was literally a kiss, a kiss on the lips. And I literally was like, closed mouth, closed mouth, kiss on the lips, like. And so she was like super off guard and like went off. She said that she did tell Chloe and Kylie that she was there at the party and that like, yeah, there were girls there, but he wasn't doing anything weird, but she didn't tell them that he kissed her. Sure. But of course now everyone's like, why didn't you tell them? Yeah. All these different things. Um, then Chloe comes in and goes like, she goes on Twitter, like Jordan, why are you lying? Like, cause now there's allegations that they've been sleeping together for a couple of months now from other sources like others are like everyone in calabasas and in southern california knows that you've been like hooking up with him for the past couple of months after this party or no before this before the party because like why would i kiss somebody who just crashed in my like they're i just don't i just don't understand that logic i mean tristan we all know is community peen like we all know this wait what community peen the penis community Yeah. yeah no like his penis is for the community. Like he's oh, he's very generous. You know, there's it. a Groupon out there. Oh my God! Someone talked about how his his peen is Groupon peen, and then Groupon made a statement like we would like our name to not be associated <laughs> with any of this. I was like Groupon, you win. Um, and so and then Chloe goes, "You are the because re- because uh, Jordan goes, I know I am not the reason that Tristan and Chloe broke up. Meaning there's so much more to this sure. than just like." Maybe it was a straw that broke the camel's back, but like, this is not the reason. Then Chloe's like, "You are the reason." Blah 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 blah, and like, and Tristan is not is definitely to blame, but she's doing this privately, and there's so there's literally like Kardashians attacking Jordan, and then like Black Twitter and the Black community and the Smiths are protecting Jordan. Oh God. Um, oh God. It's just super interesting. Oh God. 
And it just comes we, back. We're trash. No, I mean, y'all ain't. Y'all we're aren't. trash. You're talking about men? Yes. yes. Boys who can shave? Yes. <sighs> and this is the thing. Like, Tristan is a good-looking dude. Yes. And he's also pretty smart. Is he? I think so. Okay. I've, I've, is he smart? Because he's made some dumbass decisions. Well, well, in terms of his... Here's what I've noticed about him. When you hear him talk, mm-hmm. you hear a guy who sounds very intelligent. And I think any woman would see a guy six foot eleven with Ugh. his kind of wingspan and his looks, his features. Yeah, he's attractive. He's thousand percent attractive. attractive. And then yeah. hear him talk wearing I'm looking at a picture of him right now, mm-hmm. uh, wearing his uh black ass turtleneck. Yeah, with, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Black, it's I'm a, like, it's okay, a look. And you're dressing well. Ooh. I mean, Tristan I mean, my body is not hurting. Ooh. So yeah. when you got when you got women from across a range coming at you like him right. and you're in your prime. Right. And I wouldn't no even thanks. say he's in your prime. He's he's just a good-looking black man with money. Well, no, in his prime in terms of, like, play. I don't even think he's that good. Well, no, I mean, like, he's as good as he's ever going to be. Right. Is what yes. I'm saying. Yeah, I was so like, I'm like, he's no LeBron. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. He's, but he's the best version of himself right now. So he's at his peak. As far as athleticism. Athleticism. Yes. I was mm-hmm. going to say, I'm like, other athletes. And probably penis got. game, probably. Who knows? Like, he's giving it out. I was going to say, I'm like, how good is it that Probably pretty good. He's six foot eleven, and so size is probably there. We can assume, and then probably wears like a size fifteen sneaker, and then he uh, can play on the court. Guy mm-hmm. can ball mm-hmm. fairly well, mm-hmm. so he's uh, just he's he's swimming in it right now. Th- thousand percent. So when you are with one woman who is loyal to you. And, and you have a baby buyer? You have a baby buyer. I mean, he's Put called tr- third trimester Tristan because he keeps on leaving yeah. his women in the third trimester for other women. So what I'm saying is he's smart in terms of maybe business and general life, but in terms of matters of the heart right. and faith and monogamy, he's too distracted. He has too much on his, like, it's, he's, he's in a buffet that can, and he can eat everything he yes. wants. Yes. So uh, what is he going to do with that? Make mistakes. Right. And what's interesting is that, like, people... Are going back to the Kardashians like you guys are like known specifically Chloe and Kim uh-oh, are uh-oh, known uh-oh. to be taking and stealing men. Which what kind of men? Black men specifically. Yeah, these athletes. You these keep athletes. coming for these athletes, and then you pretend like how could they? It's like you know they say you you lose them how you get them right, and so like come on now. I'm just I don't come I don't want to put blame on that. Like Chloe has definitely like made out with and dated people who were clearly dating somebody else or had mm-hmm. just broken up with their right. like so it's like Can we that's do, well, didn't chloe date james harden yes and lamar odom yep and this is also a woman who was standing by a man who was almost found dead with like hookers around him so like right so like this is her loyalty is uh, like not shaky right like she is loyal to the bone and if she loves she you is. and i get that because i'm very similar mm-hmm. to that like mm-hmm. you could hurt the shit out of me mm-hmm. But like, if I care about you, I will, I will take care of you, Can't. because there's something wrong with me. Because I'm a masochist, mm. apparently. We were all shocked when Kim Kardashian married um, Kanye. No, 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 Chris. Yeah, because that didn't make any sense. What's his face? Chris. Uh, Chris Humphrey. Chris Humphreys, because Where he was he white. Now? He was white. Well, the world wants to know. <laughs> he's white, and um, he's a basketball player, though. It was like, oh, she's still dating athletes, but it's a white guy. Right. How surprising. Then they divorced within, like, what, 90 days, 70 yeah. days, something like that. And then Kanye came in the picture, and what was good about that is, okay, it's a black man, that's fine. Uh, you, you know, still same MO. Yeah. But it's an artist instead of an athlete. And I think that was what was interesting to me, is Kim making that transition. Yeah. 
and Chloe. But Kanye was Chloe dated uh, French Montana. Yeah, and French Montana was basically dating Trina at the time. What is going on? And, but French is saying that he was single when he started dating Chloe. I'm like, but that's you know neither here nor there. But I it just comes back to this place of like, I don't think anyone deserves to be cheated on. As a person who's been cheated on twice, it is horrible. It is if you feel. You feel like you did everything wrong and also right, and you don't understand, right? Like it's such a, it's such a painful experience. So I don't wish this upon anybody. All these women are like Jada's interrogating Chloe, or sorry, um, Jordan, right? In and a very Jordan, like loving motherly way, uh, sure. Yeah. And then Chloe's coming after Jordan for lying allegedly, mm-hmm. and then she Jordan's trying to defend herself to Chloe in the public, and in all this, Tristan's just like. He's got his like lineup of booty calls. Yeah, he could just call whoever. And well, then, like, there's memes going on like this woman stayed with a crackhead around hookers. You think she's gonna leave me? It's like it was like, yeah. kind of, and I'm just like, it's amazing. And and at the end of the day, it's the same thing. How because right now Cardi and Offset are like in Cabo having the time of their lives and in love and all these different things. And I'm sitting here like, look, I don't have a kid with a guy. If like when the two guys that cheated on me cheated on me, I I could walk away still incredibly hurt. But I didn't have a child to think about. I didn't have, like, other things to think about, mm-hmm. right? So if a if a Chloe wants to take a Tristan, it, public opinion is going to be like, are you dumb, mm-hmm. right? But it's not my freaking life. I, it's, yeah, true. And it's, and it's not true. like I can't even imagine, I can't. like, what it's like to have a kid with a man that hurt you so badly. Right. And, like... Like, mm-hmm. all of that. I do everything in my power not to ever get pregnant. So, like, I'm being so, like, I can't even imagine, like, you have this beautiful child and, like, you want to not do wrong by her. By, like, to keep, like, talking trash about her father and all these different things. So, if and if Offset and Cardi mm-hmm. want to be together. I want to talk about Offset and Cardi real quick. Go ahead. Do Cause it. Because that, that, to me, is the uh, a perfect example mm-hmm. of what forecasting looks like. Mm-hmm. Tell me. How many times did Offset cheat on chloe that we or of uh what's cardi cardi as much as i think as we know for sure twice and there was Mm -hmm. an attempted third time attempted third time right that was Um, unsuccessful unsuccessful attempt okay premeditated so that many times it happened and each time he kind of said like nah it's not gonna happen again now he takes her back well she takes him back and now it's not supposed to happen again but we know it's gonna happen again it might not Okay, well, let's start the clock today. Yeah, we can. Because um, they're literally like... March, March 4th. <laughs> March. March 4th, 2019. I said, let the countdown begin. For like, how many days has Offset gone not cheating? Right, <laughs> exactly. And so when that happens, we're going to say, didn't we know? So I'm just, I'm just saying... Yeah, like past behavior forecasts future behavior, right? If, and- if people want to talk about like men not being faithful and also these women choosing to take these men back into their lives for reasons that you outlined. Like, I can't imagine having a kid with someone I like can't. that. Maybe that's hard. And love is weird, and you do weird things when you love somebody. Right. But we have proven in a lot of circumstances that as men, we know there are fewer men of quality than women of quality mm-hmm. in the world. So they kind of like... So can we... Yeah, finish what you're saying, because I want to come feel like back women, to that. I feel like women have to... It's. Ladies, it's hard to find a good man out here, right? So if you find a good man, you treat him really well and you try and, uh, 
you know, tend to his needs and make sure that he's fulfilled in the relationship so you can hold on to a good one because you know they're so rare. Yeah. But because a man might either know or not know Mm. that his services are in high demand, he may take that for granted Mm. and just treat that woman like, uh, and it depends on how Tristan thinks about what monogamy looks like versus what Chloe thinks it right. is, what Offset thinks it is versus what Cardi thinks it is. Right. And those things not being on the same wavelength and also us being different. I've been on the soapbox many a times. We've done this on podcasts. I'll just suffice it to say, I think men and women are different in terms of how they think about sex and intimacy. Yeah. So it, it is. Yeah. So where Tristan is in the prime of his life, knowing I'm going to retire at age 34 to 36 mm-hmm. from an NBA game that won't really take care of me so well after I yeah. I go and I'm never going to be as popular as I am right now with the ladies especially cuz let's be the reason that he's popular is because of Chloe um I'll say his to everyone outside of basketball Yes, that was going to say his reach his reach is farther because of Chloe 100% but the the ability for him to have free ass any day of the week. Oh, I mean, that's any has basketball always, player. Yeah, yeah has always been consistent. You be six, be above six two, exactly. and like mm-hmm. not ugly. Right. So his stock You're, is only actually you don't even you can actually be butt ass ugly sure and you can. will still sure can and it's, you know and the exoticizing of black men is so prevalent in, in the Kardashians soci- and well society. the Kardashians and well so it's Kardashian world but in and in conjunction the yeah. like society because mm. you know. Like, there is some trash out there. And, like, there are women who's like, I want to be with a black man. I want to make my parents mad. Like, and all that other nonsense. I don't get that. Like, I just want to be with a person who is just going to be good to me. You know what people... Yeah, those, these are wise words. <laughs> what, I, what I've noticed is when people in their 20s... And sometimes it happens later for some people. But in your 20s, when you come into your sexuality, mm-hmm. be it a man, woman, yeah. transgender, otherwise, when you realize the power of sexuality mm. on people around you, some people employ that and some people uh, use it not to their advantage, we'll say. So yeah. Tristan realizing that he has the ability to say certain things and do certain things yes it that, means to do all those things uh-huh. yeah. and he knows this might have this effect on this person if i say this in this way at this time that awareness uh is a is a dangerous. very dangerous powerful thing yeah and for if you know how old is jordan she's 22 exactly oh my she god a baby do you know what you if if one wanted to. Tristan's what, 28, 29? I think so. Something like that. Late 20s. At that stage of the game, having had as many women as he's and, had in and his Chloe's life. And Chloe's older than him. I yeah, think yeah, Chloe's yeah. like oh, 34. Yeah. yeah. Dating older women, dating women his age, and dating women younger. Tristan has had no shortage of experience, whereas Jordan is 22. The formula mm. for securing a person like Jordan mm. And I'm not saying this is any kind of a slight to her intelligence or her like self-awareness as a person, but I think developmentally at 22, you can, men can say a lot of things that will sway a woman at that age. Mm. If you were older and you were to say a certain thing, treat them well, and you use that irresponsibly, mm. you can really hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. And I think that's where Tristan is. He's like very intelligent. He's very smart. But that is also his his weakness. Yeah. He's very clever. Sure. 
or is that kind of psychotic? Yeah, I mean, the line on that, I, I'm not a it's, judge, but yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I know that like, as a... As I don't know a if it's psychotic. It's kind of psycho. If, he's, if that's psychotic, then there are a lot of psychotic men. Yes, I know. I'm saying this from experience. I'm going to look up the definition of psychotic. <laughs> you keep going. Because um, you were talking about like when you come to your sexuality, you can like, or come to your, this confidence. It's not even just like sexuality, but this confidence of who you are. You're just able to like manipulate things a little bit better i noticed the past couple of years in dating that like wow me being a desi woman is exotic to certain types of men mm-hmm. right and it could from all shades of skin tone why is your face like that fix your face no no you're, no, no, you're, no i don't think it's psychotic i was just reading the definition okay. for psychotic it's it's problematic at the very least depending on your st- structure of what is reasonable social behavior fine but like i also found myself like wow i'm a girl who is not ugly i found this new confidence in myself that i've been had in many years you know i've lost weight i'm like dressing better you got fake eyelashes i did get fake eyelashes once it doesn't i these are all mine now just so you know <laughs> I was just, i'm just i'm just building the argument no but like just i'm building the, the, just like, the profile for yeah people. like i'm more confident i'm like all these different things so like when i go out if a guy wants to buy me a drink, I'm not going to say no to it. Absolutely. Because reparations. <laughs> like, hey. you know what? Hey. Buy me. Yes, buy me a drink. Actually, can you buy me two for myself and the guy that I'm on a date with? <laughs> you, you suck. Uh, do I, though? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's funny. No, but uh, that has never happened. But I'm just saying, like, there's this level of, like, you can use your sexuality and your fountain, newfound confidence for good. Yeah. Or you could just be like, okay, I'm going to be a savage out here yeah. and just, like, take names have notches on my belt Mm. and just like slut it up in the most empowering way and there are women i know who do that men i know do that for sure um but i also found it to be super empty when you do that too it's such an empty feeling of just like oh look at all these people that like me but like so they only like you because of your body they only like i want you i want you to like care for me because you think i'm intelligent you do think i'm beautiful you do think i'm all these different things you know and not only and i literally i remember dating guy he's like yeah i love dating indian women and i'm just like (laughs) send it to your face yeah and i was like wow uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just it's those are like choices that you make, and then as you get older and realize, I don't need these empty right. compliments of like, oh, you look hot, or like, it's like, yeah, no, I know, like, oh, you're be- you're beautiful. Yep, very aware of that. You know, this is hard, and it's hard, but it takes a level of like working on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I had to consciously work on my confidence. Yeah. And there are days where it's not there. There are days I'm just like, didn't I work on you for many years? Where the are you? Right. <laughs> you know, like, where did mm-hmm. you go? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's also interesting, too, where, like, Chloe is this beautiful girl mm-hmm. who is, like, lost a lot of weight, working out, really positive, like, body positivity, all these different things. She's dating this, like, very good-looking black man, has a baby mm-hmm. with her with him, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm committed to this person. She loves love. She is a lover. And she, she loves love. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't love love. I'm freaking scared of it. I really don't love love. I'm scared of it. I love you. I love my family. I love my friends. But when when there's a romantic thing, I was just like, Aah. I don't like it. 
it's it's i realize i don't like it because i have no control over it it is not a rational thing to do exactly it's not rational it's not for rational. me it's not rational for, for me. anyone for even like like even loving like friends and family is kind of irrational too in some ways but like it seems much more reasonable to me than being like you're someone i'm dating and oh my god i'm falling for you, what do you like those yeah. realizations are like it shakes me to a point where i'm just like i don't feel good my stomach hurts I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why it doesn't make sense for me yeah the same thing i do with my friends and with my stocks and with my interests and with my shoe collection and with my yo, I was about to, I was about to drop like three hundred dollars on two two Jordans today. We'll I talk about that. In I, a did second. Not, I did we'll not. I did not talk do about that. which Jordans those are in a second. But between between my shoes, my stocks, my friends, uh, my hobbies, and all that, mm-hmm. this, what I do is I diversify. Mm. Everything's diversified, right? Because I don't put all my eggs in one basket. I don't wear the same pair of shoes every day. Yeah. Because Oxfords don't work in the snow. No, sure. And they're doesn't. not comfortable in ninety five degree. New York summers. Right, right. I, it's, a, it's a fall spring look. I don't have the same group of friends uh, in all facets because I like to have multi-dimensional. I thought I was your only friend. Alex, we gotta talk. We gotta we, talk. This is this is talk. a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> <laughs> now it is. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> I didn't know about this. If I only bought stock in yeah, uh, no, Walgreens, so I might go under. Who knows? Right. Yeah, or Blockbuster. All mm-hmm. my Blockbuster stock is Aww, gone. So sad. Yeah, I know. Who R. saw R. that coming? And Everybody. then, <laughs> and then, so when it comes to a relationship, it's like look at all these fine creative intelligent attractive people out here right and then society's telling me you know being with one person is acceptable being with multiple people makes you a slut or a hoe or Mm -hmm. a gigolo or just a morally reprehensible person yeah uh and i just don't subscribe to that model of thinking because i diversify everything else why wouldn't i diversify my love interest too without uh, any kind of moral backlash. And that's where I think people who are like working in like women who use their sexuality to their advantage on platforms like modeling, Instagram, uh, Instagram yeah. um, even to some extent, like if you're being safe and economical within the sex industry mm-hmm. and you decide you're going to use your looks to your advantage and never take a, par- a serious partner monogamously yeah. and that's how your life works for you. I, I really don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're hurting anybody. And if you are yeah. safe, you then I'm happy careful. for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, took, if you took STDs out of uh, the equation, like out of out of sexual behavior, if mm-hmm. that didn't exist, which oh, is funny because all... everybody would be having sex with everybody yeah. without any consequence except for uh, reproduction, which reproduction is something that you can kind of temper now. Yeah. And... You know, HIV is like the most serious threat to sex. I remember being a kid hearing HIV yeah. and AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, fourth grade, fifth grade, they do right. the talk or something like that? And yeah. I was like, God, I don't want to get that. Yep. And sex was the most scary thing. Even if it wasn't a religious right. taboo, it was, a, it was a STD fear, right? Right. And when you find out where, you know how like HIV spawned where it started from, the origins? Did you ever delve into that did you dabble with that story no i want to say it was the amazon jungle or some other jungle it might have been the congo Mm -hmm. one of those two there was a tribe of monkeys 
where this uh, genetic parasite mutated, Mm -hmm. not parasite, something mutated. It was some disease illness that made a cocktail Mm -hmm. within certain monkeys. Mm -hmm. And then it went within those monkeys. And then some guy was cutting up. This is the theory. A guy cut open one of those monkeys in one of the marketplaces yeah. and the thing carried with him it made its way into his bloodstream he went into new york that's where it started in like a gay populist community and if anybody's listening out there is like you got the story wrong it's actually this please tweet at us yeah. please like instagram yeah, dm whatever if i get it wrong certainly but you could wikipedia this story but essentially it made its way into the community through primates in a jungle and so it didn't happen until sometime in the 20th century we think about hiv and aids like it existed since like the beginning of time but yeah it, hasn't. it didn't because so every, people let's be real sex. people were people were nasty people like were chlamydia and gonorrhea was definitely more of an issue than yeah than you HIV died of syphilis yeah and uh oh, i mean damn yeah right like it's still what a, a thing. way to go out still a thing. but like if we didn't have those those uh medical aspects of it which is funny because you can die of flu you can die of uh lead poisoning you can die of all kinds of cancer Mm -hmm. all these things kill us but like a sexual sexually related thing has been named as taboo right because it can infect people but so does the flu and everything else so Mm -hmm. i feel like uh as long as people are being safe around their sexual practices and you're happy in that lifestyle you have i think the idea of not settling down if that suits you like you see some of these single people out here in New York who don't mm-hmm. wear a wedding ring and are not partners with people. If you're not feeling lonely and you just don't need that in your life, all right. Yeah, who am I to say anything? So like Tristan, I think would be just fine by himself if he was fine by himself. But he's not. And that's what's the problem here is like you either need to, this is like, I think more people, Tristan and others included, Think to yourself, do I really want to be with a partner or do I have or do I just want the idea of being with a partner? And does that work for me every day? Right. Or just in the mornings and the nights? Right. When you're lonely the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because during the day. It's kind of hard. It's it's hard to be responsible for someone else's feelings. Yep. It really is. And. You should be responsible for the feelings of the people in your life or like how, what you do to contribute to that, right? Like it's not about like, it's my job to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's unhealthy. Right. But it's my job to make sure that I'm, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it with good intention, with no malice in my heart yeah. and doing it in a way that is kind to you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even if it's like, even if it's like, all right, I'm about to hurt your feelings. Mm. Because I'm about to call you out on something. Because I care about you. Because I care about you. Yeah. That's like, that's what we mean by like taking care of people and and like being responsible for their, mm. for their heart in a lot of ways. Oh. Yeah. It's like you tell someone they have broccoli in their teeth. I man, I'll be the first one to be like, mm, you got a little something, something in your right. teeth. Mm-hmm. That's when you know you got a good friend in you. That's got like, any bats in the cave? <laughs> oh yeah, just little boogers on mm-hmm. your nose. Mm-hmm. So true. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think it's so important to like just be conscious of those things because I think if more people did that, the better kind of world we would be living in right now. Yeah, I'm struggling lately mm-hmm. for the recent months with the idea of consciousness because mm. I think my whole life could be boiled down to the idea of consciousness sure. and what I value. Mm. I really am intrigued by, fascinated by, stimulated by consciousness. Mm. The being 
aware of yourself and your surroundings Mm -hmm. aware of you and your environment Mm -hmm. like this in relation to one another like this awareness piece is so critical and i don't need a partner to do that yeah but i need human interaction to uh stimulate that Mm. so i've been thinking around consciousness and some podcasts that i listen to are really great about this yeah like they give me heightened levels of awareness about the world around me it's uh, intellectually stimulating i can just shut my my thoughts off Mm -hmm. and just listen to someone else's truth Mm -hmm. and then from there I, i build my my opinions on things and some of these podcasters they learn on the podcast yeah. when you're when you're going through it. and one of them said uh on the dollop i've mentioned this before but when gareth hears one part of a story from american history that he didn't know before and right. it's disappointing he's like man we I kinda, <laughs> wait no he's like i, I kind of miss when i didn't know things yeah ignorance is in a lot of ways bliss of not know like I don't think that's always true, but like in certain ways, like I wish I didn't know that because now it's another level mm-hmm. of another level of consciousness of of thought thought I need to put into my yeah. words, my actions, all of the above. You know what I mean? Just everything. And so, but I, but I also know that that also just makes me a better human. Yeah, but then it's also a matter of like unhappiness. Mm-hmm. So to what you said, a discontent. Yeah, like uh, I used to hear the quote when I was younger I remember hearing the quote uh I'd rather be dissatisfied by the truth than happy by the fake news <laughs> whatever yeah. yeah whatever the the miss news is yeah. um I'd rather know the truth and be dissatisfied than live in uh ignorance right kind of thing and so to not ignore something and be aware of it but know that it then leaves you feeling not satisfied mm. that's a um that is a choice and you can stop doing that whenever you like when you decide that you want to stop shut down foreclose on all your learning as a person but if you decide hey i think i want to dedicate my life to learning and discovery Mm -hmm. then you're on a quest to be both dis you have there's a balance between i'm going to be dissatisfied right and disappointed and i'm also going to be at peace with knowing what i don't know yeah like you're gonna realize the more you learn, the less you know, mm. and that's never gonna stop. Right, it's a lifelong learning thing. And at the end, the result is no answers. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know, this man. Is, this, I don't. I don't know anything. <laughs> this is this, and I just that's I, what I've, as I've yeah. gotten older. That's what I'm like. I used to think I I was the shit that I knew uh-huh. everything. You could not tell me twice uh, that I was dumb. Like no, I'm smart. I got two degrees. What you need to understand <laughs> what is what you need to know is what I'm here to tell you. Like that's like most of my twenties because it was so like defensive and like now I'm just like yeah I don't I don't know Jack diddly squat right. like I'm like what. Yeah, and there's just, a lot of things I do know, but I also know there's so much more that I don't. And wisdom comes in knowing that mm-hmm. you are just mm-hmm. a speck in in the universe. That you are not as big of a shit as you think you are. I'm on a dating app right now that I don't date from mm-hmm. because I'm on the fence about whether or not to continue it or not. Okay. Um, there's some really fly inspiring people out here. Sure, 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 sure. But at the same time, I Which know... Which dating app is this? Off by mm, Hinge. Oh, yes. I've, yes, yes, I've, I've uh, dated many a man via Hinge. And they like the Indian woman. Yeah. 
and I, no comment. I look, I look, what's, what's really uh, fun about it is you get to see a glimpse into some of these really brilliant people out here. Yeah. And there's just so many beautiful people. You swipe, you swipe, swipe, and you're thinking, wow, I'd love to be with any one of these people, but I kind of want to be with all of these people. Right. And that's the problem. So it's a new awareness level that I think maybe this is not the platform that's working for me right now right. until I change my mentality. Right. But I'm not sure that's what they're looking for either. Right. Because you don't know every person's wants, right. needs, desires. But yeah. um, I, think there's a, I think there's always an assumption that like I, I've always found men surprised when I'm just like, look, I don't want to necessarily get married tomorrow or mm-hmm. even ever. Maybe like I want a commitment at the end of the day from a person. Mm-hmm. If that commitment is a oh, ring on my finger, like, sure, we can talk about what that looks like. Commitment does not equal marriage. Commitment equals commitment. And what that looks like for the partner that you're with. Yeah. And I think people get confused when they're That's like, so oh, hard. you're a girl in your 30s. You should want babies and you should want oh. marriage and stuff. And I'm just like, oh. no, I'm like, if those things happen, you know, with the right person at the right time and all those things, great. Mm. But I'm not sitting here being like, I need to find, I mean, much to my parents and community chagrin, I am being very lackadaisical <laughs> of my dating life. She's a hurried up. I mean, I got yelled at the other week because they were like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm just like, I don't know, I'm working and like doing my own thing, you know? And yeah. I think there's like this like nervousness of like, who's going to take care of you, yeah. you know? And it's like, I will. And if I really needed assistance, I'm grateful for the people I have in my Mm -hmm, life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I know. Like if I was like bedridden, I know like I had like a pretty crappy couple of weeks and you were like, what do you need? I'm like, honestly, can you just give me a hug when I see you next? Oh, yeah. And you're like, really? I'm like, yeah, man, I don't need anything. No gifts, no acts of service. Yeah. Just yeah. You're like, what acts of service? I'm like, just give me a hug. I know that's going to be hard for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I just think that's like. It, it, it like kind of surprises people when they're just like oh you don't want what society has told you for mm-hmm. millions of years that that's what you should be doing that right. you are nobody without a man that you you know like that's right that's something i'm always like constantly battling and recognizing mm-hmm. that i'm going to disappoint people and that's okay yeah these these people people in my life that love me like family friends like yeah. those kinds of and things. you can see people on these apps who don't need a partner mm-hmm. and if i don't necessarily need a partner either and the two of us together don't need each other and it's like what what, this ultimately uh that space is a space of choice and i don't see the value in having uh if you have a heightened consciousness around self and you're fine knowing that you will be born you will live and you will die Mm -hmm. and none of that hinges on having a committed relationship over time yeah then uh, I'm really just at this place where consciousness is more important to me and mm-hmm. I know that I'm not going to be content in a single person relationship. There's no point in being in that space if that's what the majority of society is looking for. Yeah. So for the Tristans of the world, I'm kind of like, bro, I like I feel you. Like you have these urges from time to time, but in the scope of things, what does all this mean? Cuz like if it's all empty, yeah. But at the same time, you get these moments in your life where you're not re- never going to have your 20s and 30s back. So should you do things now that you won't be won't able, be able, to, able do. to do later? Yeah. So the choice is yours. Right. Do with what you will. I don't think there's a wrong answer unless you're hurting people. 
Right. But then it's also like, what time but, are you living in? Like right. what your society now, our society now is much more liberal right. in terms of how it thinks about relationships than it did a hundred years ago. Sure. So a hundred years from now, it's going to be real easy to do a lot of the things that we're chastis- chastising people for. Right. In the same way, like even 10 years ago, being gay was weird. Yeah, you couldn't do that. You had to be you, closeted your yeah. whole life in all yeah. parts of society. Now it's illegal. Like, and now, now, now it's legal, which sounds so nuts to be like a person is like, you know, legal or not legal. It's such a weird thing to say. From generation to generation, there are going to be these rule breakers, mavericks, yeah. and revolutionaries who mm-hmm. are doing things that society deems unreasonable yeah dating someone outside of your race outside of your religion or age difference Mm -hmm. and much older women dating younger men Mm -hmm. uh older than chloe and tristan you know like the difference being wider than that and people are going to look at that and say how could you how could you have the chutzpah or like the chops to do something like that and then 50 years from now people will say well, like, why was that such a problem? Yeah, why was that a problem? Like, interracial marriage to me, I'm just like, really? Right, I'll, when that was illegal. Like, are you kidding? When some states, I'm yeah. sure it's still on the books and it hasn't been uh, ratified or, or amended or anything. So looking at it from a generational standpoint, there's a book called Women Who Ran With Wolves or something like that mm-hmm. that I heard about recently. It's a story of uh, just examples of women in history who were countercultural, who mm, did things that like society that. at the time wasn't driving with. Mm-hmm. And now we look at them and say, yeah, we're strong, independent women. Right. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with that model. And so it bothers me a little bit from a admittedly self-righteous standpoint. Who am I to cast judgment? But looking at Chloe and Jordan in this situation, looking at Cardi B, looking at these very strong independent women who yeah, have men who in their lives literally don't need any of these right men. and i'm just like, like when you think about like financially mm-hmm. society like they do not need these men right these men are actual trash compared to them yeah no I, and i'm looking at that saying like why aren't you just like you know leaving them and being by yourself for but a like, while but I who am we, i yeah and i think there's a part of it is like like i know for me i crave companionship mm-hmm. and so the like to have someone you know by your side even if it's like we're doing nothing but watching tv mm-hmm. but the fact that the human is next to me is so like like satisfying and comforting and it's like freaking like needy girl things <laughs> which sounds silly but uh, i just don't know. yeah i'm just every day some days thinking about what it's going to be like when i'm uh old curmudgeon man yeah when i'm 70 and i've lived you're a kind life of already an old curmudgeon man oh i know you're not curmudgeon though you're just old when I've, yeah. <laughs> you're just when i when i <laughs> how much older am i than you just like what a year six, six months is it that no seven eight? months seven months it's something like that yeah because you're september i'm april mm, so that's, mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. seven i think yes. that's seven months yes yes so i'm thinking to myself uh you know living a whole life without a partner is that going to be... Because I'm definitely, definitely... I have no interest in divorce. Yeah, that's messy. So I feel like I have no interest in marriage. <laughs> I just don't... I just, like, just immediately think, I'm going to get divorced if I, if I get married. It's like, it's like the, the number one way to not get divorced is to not get married. In the same way that like the number one way to not have a baby or STDs is not have sex. Yeah. So uh, abstinence from marriage <laughs> is a good way to abstain from divorce. Right. So I'm uh, looking forward to that not have not having that tragedy and that ugly separation. Mm. But it's like, okay, so are you going to be contented like you feel now for the rest right. of your life? Reading books, making art, thinking thoughts, having a social 
connection with people who are not significant others. I'm like, yeah, I think I could build a whole life of contentment off of that. But, and if that's your reality, I think that's beautiful. And but it's not I for everyone. Know, I, I know that could not be for me. Yes. Well, I look. So then, looking at Chloe, looking at Cardi, and these these strong women, I'm thinking, at what point would a man be good enough for them? Mm. The, uh, Serena Williams mm-hmm. is married to the Reddit guy. Mm-hmm. I forget his name. Uh, Alexis Ohanian. Oh, good job. Uh, you know, I think when you, the higher up you go, the lonelier it gets. Yep, because there's not, there's not like much, you know, that you can. Your Alexa is. My talking. Alexa is going crazy. That's weird. You you mentioned her husband. Alexis Ohanian. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Alexa, Alexa, so that's funny. <laughs> Alexa, listen harder, okay? Oh, yeah. Stop being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, being lazy with your hearing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have much more to say on this point other than the fact that people are all different. Their needs are very different. I can't like, relate to what Chloe's going through, but I just wish that, looking on the outside, I wish great. that Chloe and Jordan didn't have to engage in this conversation about one man who clearly doesn't spend that much time thinking about them as much as they're talking about him or he maybe he does just just thinking about honestly where his dick is gonna go not anything else no cardi and offset are still together they're literally in combo she just posted a video of them like she just said offset i love you because he put flower petals everywhere and like you know romance (sighs) Yeah. Countdown. <laughs> um, speaking of, there's one thing I caught wind of, okay. and I think it it just leaves a nice little undone bow on what we were talking about here. Okay. I mean, to say that it doesn't tie a bow on it, it actually just leaves the ribbons uh, yeah. open even it's, further. I feel like this is a theme of our day. Like, we have no answers. <laughs> there's an app called Absher. Okay. It is an app by the Saudi Arabian government. Mm-hmm. And it can be found in the Google Play Store. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's a functional app for women in Saudi Arabia, Arabia to do bureaucratic function things. But it controls certain aspects of their life with the provisions given by male authority figures. Yeah. So men who are their um, guardians is how it's being termed can say things within this app giving permission it's a lot easier here's what they sell it as the saudi arabian government made this app because you used to have to get signatures by your male guardian your husband you know so on who would sign off for you to do certain things you could get a job if he said you could yeah you could travel if he gave you permission to where you go mm. and how far you go and how long you I don't go, like it. he I can, don't can like he it. can sign off on that, right? right? So the Arabian, the Saudi Arabian government was like, let's make an app that makes it easier and quicker to have this stuff uh, approved, right? Right, and so there have been some female Congress people mm-hmm. in the United States who yeah. call for Google to ban this app to get rid of it, eliminate it on the Google Play Store. Right. Because they say it controls the movement of women. It monitors, tracks, follows where women can go, and it's a sign of patriarchy. And Google said, after doing their research into it, they did not find this to be oppressive as an app. Because it's mostly used in Saudi Arabia. It's used in Saudi Arabia, but the... 
what what's interesting what i can gather and also i this article is i read it on a couple platforms mm-hmm. i can't say that i totally get it and i'm not an expert on it i'm not right. claiming to be an expert on it i'm probably way out of my depth right. but i think the root that i'm getting from these articles is that google saw a function of a government that they tried to make easier and more streamlined for people. A, a function of an oppressive government. Well, then that's let's, the question. Let's call it what it is. Well, the question then is, is the government right to have paperwork in place that has these measures and provisions for women under the approval of their guardians? And thereby, is the government itself hmm. problematic and how much is this government rooted in theocracy mm-hmm. of a religion and thereby is that religion patriarchal and androcentric in its outlooks also Ooh, you are saying a lot of complicated so, things so, my so, friends so so the google therefore congress people are saying google you need to get rid of this and google's right. like i think it's deeper than that right it it is and it's also simple too at the same time, in my opinion. But yeah, not, I understand I'm, I'm, I understand why I, I understand. You don't have a horse in the race. I, yeah, neither nor do I. However, as someone who grew up, who was born and was raised for a part of my life in a Islamic country, Kuwait. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. Kuwait is much more liberal and so is the UAE compared to Saudi Arabia, like significantly so. Um, but it is complicated to say, like, is Islam patriarchal in its rules and nature? Some say yes, some say no, depending on kind of where you lay lie in the spectrum of any sort of religious practice. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know how to feel. I don't know. There's... It's an international business. Like, you're asking Google, an international company. Yeah. To abide by the values of America. Right. Is that fair? I don't know. Saudi Arabia is then, you know, their their response would be, you know, if I, I'm putting words in their mouth, but if you get rid of this app. We'll find other ways to monitor. Well, we had paperwork before this. Mm. It was just, you know, it took longer. Right. So we can get rid of the electronic streamline process to go back to something a little more archaic mm-hmm. and paper. It doesn't change our Practices. laws. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't like. I honestly don't know how to feel about it. Ah, I don't like it. I want to move on. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about I don't. Ba- I don't understand. Let's talk about basketball. Anyway, way to way to not to continue to be unanswered. <laughs> like such is life. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's keep it moving. All right. folks welcome to our second segment of the cast it is our dribbling section where we talk about all things basketball specifically nba basketball we do our best to keep it light and airy and uh relatable as possible for our lovely listeners um so we are past the all-star break uh which is the time where the all-stars the some of the best of the best come together and just have some uh, fun playing ball and doing some skills and uh we are close to the finish line of what we love uh in the basketball world call the playoffs um close but not close enough Mm. 
What are we talking about this week? Talking about some people who may not be making the playoffs, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers. Jesus. Looking like the Los Angeles Lackers. They are struggling. They are in 10th place in the West, which is two games out from being a playoff team. And even if they did make it into the eighth seed, you might be facing the Golden State Warriors in the first round. And they are going to whoop your butt. LeBron James. My God. Is tired. In a place He's in tired. his life where he didn't think he would be at this point. Mm-hmm. He thought. Wait, has he made every single playoff since he started? Except for the. No, he made did he make first... the first year? The yes, first year he... he did too, yeah. He's made it every single year. Wow. Hell. So okay. he's got 19 games. Yep. They're two games out. They can still 100%. They, make there's the playoffs. so much basketball still left. But they haven't won consecutive games since like January something. And the players that he's playing with, he's made some comments recently. I don't know if you heard, but he said this team, you know, the Lakers are a hard franchise to play for if you're distracted. Who's distracted? He didn't say. Is he distracted? No. I mean, someone will say that he is because he's doing other, like he's A&Ring an album. Um, he's doing the shop. You know. Is no, he distracted? His numbers don't look distracted. I don't think he's distracted. I think his teammates are not. Pulling I, their weight. I think, I think this makes his Cleveland Cavaliers look more dependable. He's like, we're, I'm 10th. Yeah. We're 10th right now. Yeah. Even when his Cavs were at their worst. In the Eastern Conference, granted. Right. They were fourth. Yeah. So. There's been so many memes of like Kyrie with the, like Kyrie's face looking just tired with the Celtics mm -hmm. and LeBron's face looking tired with the Lakers. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you're, you, you realize, when you and your ex realize like, you know, yeah. how much you like value each other yes. and just like, God damn. Uh, yeah. I just had it. I just had it better. I think LeBron's realizing right now how good he's had it with certain teammates and yeah. even though the lakers have some really good young stars right either they or luke walton mm. and or could be a combination of the two are not what this team needs and lebron knows it yeah and he's, i feel like there was memes of also luke walton just looking the way he just like disappointed is like yeah i'm definitely getting fired oh yeah <laughs> like, like there's no fired. question he's just he's just waiting it out like okay It'll we, happen soon. I'm going to get shit canned. I know this. Um, so we're just going to wait until that happens. But I hope that they can make the playoffs so LeBron's streak continues. Yeah. But I feel so... Here's how bad it is. Tell me. Carmelo's representatives have oh. said, we're going to wait a little while on oh, <laughs> these talks. Jesus. Carmelo said, I... I Carmelo, Carmelo is saying, you know, I could take a little more time off. I don't. Oh. I mean, I want to play. Don't get me wrong, oh, but uh, my insides hurt. It's not a good team to Carmelo play for. Carmelo said that mellow. He's not interested. Bad right now. juju mellow. He's like, I'm not trying to get blamed for that. Mellow, too. yellow, mellow. He's like, as much problems as they're having, they'll blame me. I know this. Oh yeah, we all do. <laughs> they brought mellow back. They got worse. <laughs> they, no, he's they. The Lakers are looking real bad. You mentioned Kyrie. Mm. These Celtics. I. So, they're also 
really Celtic. struggling. Yeah, and th- they were not supposed to be. They were supposed to be like one of the top teams they're in the East. They're supposed to potentially win the championship. Yeah, they that was gonna, the goal. They were going to beat the Golden State Warriors. I saw, I heard a stat the other day, which is actually very interesting, and I don't know what to make of this. Yeah. I wonder if you have any thoughts, but the Celtics yeah. have a better... How do I say this? The Celtics, if I remember correctly, they win better as a team percentage-wise when Kyrie is not playing. They perform worse as a team when Kyrie is not on the floor. Wait, what? That is, those are two contradictory statements. I know. That doesn't make any sense. When Kyrie is not on the floor, the Celtics are not as good. Right. When Kyrie is not Playing in the game. Like the whole game. The whole game. The whole game. When Kyrie is out for the whole game, the team wins at a higher percentage. Uh, I'm sorry, my brain is a little broken. With a problem like the Celtics. What (laughs) do you do? Danny Andrew White, the Celtics. Celtics. (laughs) I don't know if you would get it. Um, That was great. That was fun. We are big nerds next. (laughs) Danny Ainge, the GM for the Celtics, has a good problem on his hands yeah. and he doesn't know what to do with it so the other so like is it the dependability of Kyrie know. that makes the confidence of the team less when he's not on the floor I don't know. and then like when he's out of the whole game they're like okay we gotta bring it I don't know like I feel like that's that's my only like that's the only logical explanation I can think of I have no like barely clue. though I have no clue I know Gordon Hayward is not helpful yeah, he's not doing great. And I know he takes away from Jason Tatum mm-hmm. being on the court, being more dependable. Uh, Al Horford is just like... I mean, he's doing what he needs to do, but he isn't like doing it in the way that Al Horford has done in the past. Right. And Jalen Brown... I do love the kid, though. Who, Jalen? Yeah, yeah I of love course. Jaylen. I think he's better than what his numbers show because he just doesn't have that... What option is he on the team? What is he, the fifth yeah. option? Yeah. You know? Like, he's better than that. Yep. He just has to fit. But Brad Stevens is the coach, and he has a system that I, I don't think is working. Yeah. It's not work. Whatever Kyrie. So Kyrie had five questions at a press conference the other day, post game. Mm-hmm. Five questions. He used 19 words. 19 words, five questions. That's an average of about three and a half words. So, yes, no, I don't know. Uh, one of the questions was Marcus Smart said this about you all not playing together. He just said you guys aren't together as a team. Mm-hmm. What are your What are your thoughts? He said, "Well, that's his opinion." Facts. Those are those are true. Uh, you guys aren't blah 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 blah. What do you make of those schemes? He said, "That's up to Brad." Wow. Is he giving up? Because it, it feels like he's giving up. It feels like he's not coming back to Boston. Yeah, no. And we've all kind of knew that that was going to happen. Right. Especially with his, you know, hallway talk with KD. Is he coming to the Knicks? If the Knicks get them, as long as Dolan's nowhere near the deal, they'd probably be okay. Yeah, between Dolan and Durant, I, I'm not in love with that franchise. Nope. But if they can get Kyrie, that'll make me very happy. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where the Kyrie ends up this summer. Another point guard, Trey Young, dropped forty nine points the other night. He sure did at the the four overtime. I want to be. I want to be very Let's clear. Be very clear. <laughs> what? How he did that? Four overtimes. It was an exhausting game to watch because I was watching it on GameCast and I'm like, Are you My serious? God. Yeah. You 
you on GameCast watched the Bulls and Hawks. Well, it, like on and off. Like it was like updating while I was like doing okay. things. In the they house. have a win percentage probably somewhere around thirty percent. Yep. These two teams are garbage, but you're a true Bulls fan. You watched. You stuck it out. Trey Young dropped forty nine points in four mm-hmm. overtimes, and uh, which I don't even think we should count overtime points. I, I think they should go into a different right category. Like you can't have. Ah, anyway, but Trey. The next game, Trey, and he looked like a. He looked really good. Trey's performance on the court looked really solid against the Bulls, but the next game, he got ejected because yep. he was. He, he was stared sc- down. He stared down. Done. Yep. Wait, did they play each other back to back? Yep. They did. Yep. So one game, I think, was in Chicago where he dropped 49. And then the next game, Chicago went to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And Dunn was there. And Trey busted a three in his face. And he said, and according to Trey, he just looked at that direction. No. Shut I up. saw it. I'm like, no, you stared him down. You stared. You put you your. You him down. kept your three point stance. Then you put your hands on your hips and you looked at him. Right. And then you just shook your head as you walked away. Like this man can't touch me. Right. Yeah, I'm glad they threw him out. Trey's acting. He's a rookie. Granted. Right. His acting is terrible. Right. So here's my thing. I was, at first, I was just like, really, for a stare down, you ejected him. Like. I was happy about it. I was just, I, I I understand why you, I literally was like, that just seems unnecessary. It just seems really soft. And so I'm like, come on. Like, yeah. people say worse stuff on on, oh, sure. on the court for sure. than a stare down. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like, trust me, there's looks that my mom and dad gives me that I piss my pants. Like, to mm-hmm. this day, as a 31-year-old, mm-hmm, like, I'm mm-hmm. just like, my mom, my mom just gave me the look. I'm Medusa. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get beat when I get home. Like, you know, that's like, <laughs> that's the feeling I get. Whereas, like, this, I'm like, okay, like, it was a stare down, cool, like, that's what... They that, checked his masculinity. Sure. That was I mean, funny. that's what that, that is. That interesting. That, yeah, that was interesting. That's what that is. A stare down is that. Like, yeah, we, a, don't, we didn't call a talk, it that. A talking, talking shit in the court is, mm-hmm. is that. It's like, are you mad enough to take me? They said he was being... A, essentially, that call says, he's being a jerk. Yeah. And I think he was like feeling hot after forty nine points, even though they still lost at fourth over the four right. overtimes. Right. Um, but I mean, it's and it's the Hawks and the Bulls. They're not great teams. Mm-hmm. Whatever you know, like they're they're doing. They're literally playing to see who's going to get the better pick at the end of the day. Yeah, he needed to chill. I couldn't believe that he did that because you dropped forty nine points. Now you think you're hot, and then. You're not going to make the playoffs. You're one of the worst teams in the league. You're uh-huh. a lottery team again. Right. And you're st- it's like watching the two. I was feeling, you, you went to four overtimes. Both of you have a 30% win right. average. So you're playing to see who's the the better of the worst teams. Right. And, and you, it's like that's watching, nothing to be run it, riding home about either. It's like the JV team. I'm saying this team. as a Bulls fan. Right. It's like the, watching the two JV teams play. It's like, a, oh, you're the A team and the B team on the JV squad? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You can relax. So Trey Young stared him down and then got ejected and was like, what? And then when he's like, what? you for a stare Me? down? Me? I was just looking in the general direction. You, listen, 49 points, Mr. 49 points. <laughs> and it's not even 50. You have four overtimes. You ain't shit. Yeah. Goes, I love that the refs told him what was up. Yeah. And sometimes you need to be checked, and that's it is what that is what it is. But yeah, no, that's interesting. If, uh, rounding out my thoughts on point guards today. Okay, tell me, Andre Iguodala. Yes. Questioned by the media, they said, um, 
what are your thoughts on your teammate Steph Curry overall in relation to something? I don't remember what the setup sure. for the question was, but Iguodala said, I still think Steph Curry is underrated. Mm-hmm. And he's the second best point guard of all time. Who's the first, Andre? Who do you think? Uh, he didn't say, and no one asked, but who would you think? Why did no one ask? Why is that not a follow-up question? It was just wasn't I a question. I need these journalists well, to be better. Well, I think, I think, unless it's a real hot take, we all agree on who's the best point guard of all time. All time? Ever? Mm-hmm. To ever exist? Yes. I don't know now. Come on now. I'm like I'm like stressed that I'm gonna say the wrong person. Nah, come on, you know this. The answer is, I'm, I'm not gonna. I don't know. No, you do. I know you know. I have no idea. If you're Andre Iguodala, a student of the game, name name elite point guards that you can think of. Give okay. me three. Give me three. I mean, you got Michael. Michael wasn't point guard. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, keep on forgetting that Michael. He was a he shooter. touched the ball a yeah, lot. That's he, why you think yeah, that. Yeah, that's why you keep on thinking that. Because he doesn't have any assists, you Scotty. know. Scotty. Scotty. No, not Scotty. He's, I'm just, You're just imitating Scotty. Oh, Scotty. Some other point guards. I can't. Um, point guards, they shoot. Uh, they facilitate, right? Point they guards facilitate. are facilitators. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, obviously, LeBron. He's a point forward. I wouldn't say he's a point guard. Okay. He's not a guard. But, I mean, like, he has point he's guard. He's got to be shorter. He got point guard tendencies. Yeah. Yeah, he is shorter, he but not shorter to be. Designated on their player card, it says they're a PG. Right. Like, those types of players. <sighs> I literally... Okay. I can't even I'll think z- of one I'll right name now. You, I'll name you an A through D uh-huh. option, multiple choice, and okay. you tell me who's the best point guard of okay, all time. Okay, go. A, Jason Kidd. Cool. B... John Stockton. Uh-huh. C, Magic Johnson. Uh-huh. D, Steve Nash. Oh, man. They're all good. Yeah. Who's the best of all time? Mm-hmm. Jason Kidd, John Stockton, Magic Johnson, Yo. Steve Nash. I'm, like, try- like, I'm trying to remember, like, watching some of these play. Like, Magic, I've never seen play. I've seen him play maybe once or twice. Before he like retired officially, mm-hmm. Jason Kidd was kind of freaking amazing mm-hmm. in his time. Mm-hmm. John Stockton was kind of uh, didn't all, make he just did not make any sense. All time assist leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Steve Nash. I mean, there's so many people I know that like emulate their style after him. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Steve Nash. Uh, no, 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 Stockton. I'm gonna say Stockton. Okay, I'm I'm not in Andre Iguodala's head, but I have I'm the inkling Stockton. that he's gonna say Magic Johnson. Well, I can see why he said who would say Magic Johnson, but between the four of them, I feel like Steve Nash was just like a he just didn't make any sense when he I came. I don't out. know. I think he was largely dependent on a D'Antoni system. Okay, that's fair. They let him run and gun and do whatever he wanted to do, but I think a. Magic Johnson has. I keep on forgetting that Magic was a point guard because he looks so like a tall. like he's so tall. Yeah, when he came back, he's, he was a power forward. Yeah, like because he was six foot nine. He's just huge. Right, he's a big man. So they gave him a point guard status, even though he was very large. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna guess he probably was referring to Magic Johnson, but if Magic is number one, Steph is number two, that means he's ahead of John Stockton. Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, in the mind of Andre Iguodala. That's what he thinks. I just, I think Steph is like a different kind of point guard, though. 
it's like he's just changed. He's like the, this, I can't believe I'm saying this. He's like the Michael Jordan of point guards in that he's changed the game in the way that everybody now is taking threes. How did Michael change? He the... just changed the game, period. Like, Michael just changed the game in being him and what he has done and making the game to the world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he brought yeah. the world. He, he's very transcendent in what he did. He brought basketball to the world. I almost think, I don't disagree. Michael might actually be a better comparison than who I was thinking of. I was thinking of Allen Iverson. Because Allen came in as a point guard. Yeah. Because he's short. Right. People thought because of his size and his ball handling abilities. Right. But he can also score. Right. So he really functioned like a shooting guard. Right. He, so he got changed to a shooting guard. Right. Even though he's point guard size. Steph Curry is point guard size. Right. But he shoots the lights out at a at a at like a 50% clip. Yeah. So what do you do with that? That's a problem for anybody. Yeah. He's a point guard. He's who changed only, the game in that way. Yeah, people in, are like making fun of people who can't even do a basic jump shot. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> who had a good GQ spread, by the way. Um, oh, he did? I did mm-hmm. not know that. Um, I'm sure he looked handsome and, and did. Kendall yeah. uh, agreed. Uh, Steph Curry is not going to win an assist uh, no, award. he literally gets the ball, does a little yeah. little dribble, dribble, and maybe, and then shoots. He could lead the league in points every game yeah. if he wanted to. Yeah. But he sacrifices for the good of the team. Yep. It's amazing to me that Steph Curry is labeled a point guard as much as he shoots. Mm. But he can handle. I forgot how good he could handle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, every time he practices in the sideline, I'm just like, oh, your handles are mm-hmm. well, I don't, spacey. Like, he does drills. Right. I see those drills. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can do drills. I can I mean, do drills. Yeah, it's fine. But when I can't the... do them, so it's well, impressive to me. You could practice, but if Don't if you're what to do. in game, in right. game handles, I think Kyrie. I oh think yeah, Allen 100%. Iverson. I think Jason Williams, White Chocolate. Oh yeah. I think of these guys who had like special mm. grip on the ball mm-hmm. and could could whip it. Right. You know, and but Steph doesn't necessarily do that in game mm. he as soon as he catches it finds a spot shoots it he right. might create he's, a little bit of space he's a very he's very targeted mm-hmm. in that. um and then james harden i guess is listed as a point guard but he was really a shooting guard but yeah. because d'antoni is his coach d'antoni was like here you go yeah take you could, this yeah just look do whatever stuff with yeah it. here's um, the ball do it do stuff and he just does like four dribbles at the top of the key and then steps back and shoots a three so it's nothing really to write home about um, but Steph can shoot anywhere. Yeah, with literally great anywhere. Great efficiency. So Andre says he's the best point, second best point guard of all time, and he's underrated. I will say, after watching that All Star performance, Steph is underrated. I could, yes. I wish he was given more. He's uh, always under. Even like every championship they've won, he doesn't get mm-mm. MVP. I miss him. Like I miss, I miss that version of Steph Curry. Who was the man of that team? Right. He's still. It's still his. He's team. incredibly humble, and he's incredibly, like, humble in the sense like, he's still like he'll still show off on court. He'll still you mm-hmm. know dance his way after he makes a three. Like mm-hmm. he'll do all those things, but like, he has no ego. No. Like he doesn't. He knows that this game is just that a game, and yeah, there's bigger things, which so is like, which is it. really cool. Like, which mm-hmm. is someone of his ability Mm -hmm. to be able to make this to score the way that he does should be much more of an asshole yeah and he's not he really changed the way that the 
people shoot threes now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he changed him. the game because of him. And people say, "Oh, Clay Thompson too," because it's the Splash Brothers. But I'm like, yeah, but Clay is just Clay. Like, don't worry about that. But in combination, yes, a very sure. strong performance. But then you put KD with it. KD can also shoot threes, but I wish KD wasn't there because you could see, and this is not a not no this is not like a hate I on like, i wish he wasn't there we say this like every, every we do cast. this every episode but this is really not me coming from a, i hate kd kind of place right. it's not like a hating on kd thing it's like we don't get to see i'm sad that i don't get to see steph curry because steph curry averages 27 25 to 27 points a game a year now mm-hmm. whereas before kd got there he was easily scoring 31 plus because he could just do that and the rest of the team had higher numbers too right there was a a segment the other day about how draymond's not as good as he used to be Mm. i'm like that sucks because draymond is a is a triple double yeah every game yep and uh clay clay still gets his numbers but i could see clay with better numbers right if we let him have those right so i just wish that i don't know but i think steph curry in my mind is the Third. Who's two then? I have a re and some people are gonna hate me for this. I know this is blasphemy for a lot of people. But John Stockton cannot be slept on. Yeah, that's why I said that that's yeah, okay. What what people are gonna say is that he had a system with Carl Malone that was just the pick and roll was just an yeah, unstoppable was, thing. Yeah. That's why Carl's second all time in points yeah, and John Stockton is all time in yeah. assists. Yeah. Because these two in tandem were unstoppable. Yeah. So I'm they just ran up the numbers. But longevity wise, mm. John Stockton could get you 18 points a game mm. and 15 assists. Yeah. Like, I mean, those are better than magic numbers. Yep. I would, and for longevity wise, he just didn't have the prowess, the gracefulness, and uh, the court vision that Magic had. Mm. He was just Is more it showtime. IQ? It was. It's the eye test. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the eye test of Magic Johnson versus John Stockton. It's more fun to watch Magic. Yeah, there's more prowess, confidence, and and uh, bravado. Whereas with John Stockton. He was this good old Christian, I don't know, Mormon boy. Yeah. Um, with short shorts. Yeah. And he just pick and rolled Carl Malone all day. It's so funny. I always like George Stephanopoulos and John Stockton look the same to me. They're not far off. Yeah. I'll give you, yeah. <laughs> just, I was, it was like I could such see a, a side weird, by side. Like a weird, like, I don't know, every time I think of George John... Stephanopoulos in short shorts. That's what you think of. <laughs> oh, weird. It's also because I watch him every morning. George Stephanopoulos in good, on Good Morning America. Good morning, John Stockton. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's not him. That's George Stephanopoulos. But it, also because John had no personality. <laughs> yeah. And was he just, was just a, he, he was just marked. He did what he did. He was yeah. a savage out there as a basketball player. Yeah. In terms of fundamentals, yeah. John Stockton is, is a problem right like he he could do everything he was a white man fundamentally who could jump. oh man well he could not i don't think he could jump did he i mean it was it's more of like a he could ball like he's yeah. a white man could, could ball dude could snipe yeah like he could shoot yeah and he could pass and he had the fundamentals down so there was nothing sexy about john stockton no. his numbers were just nuts yeah that's why i think people don't give him the credit that he's due because i i look at a john stockton and i think that was influential for a steve nash mm-hmm. and for the, those after him the way that he played so the way that john stockton so so for me curry might be second all time mm-hmm. maybe even top 
point guard all time mm-hmm. at the end of his career. Sure. Because in at, the same this, way, I yeah. feel like LeBron is going to be one of the greatest of all times at the end of his career, not necessarily right now. Yeah, I think our judgment of whether LeBron will be the greatest will Depends depend on, on how, how the, he ends. Yeah, how literally that latter half. Because he just took an L he, this year. Phew. He's taking Ooh. a big L on a his record. Huge L. So if the My Lord. if the off season could give him any kind of hope for the future, yeah, he needs three more championships. Yeah, and he needs to get them in the most glorious fashion possible yeah. for him to end on the note of greatest all time. Yeah. Otherwise, it's still going to be yeah Michael. There you go. Yep. Anything else we want to finish off the segment on? Yeah. Nope. All right. You want to talk about some dope people? I do. All right, let's do this. All right, folks, it is our third and final segment of the cast. It's just this is where we pick some people that we think are dope. Um, and I think both of us have picked multiple people, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. So, mm-hmm. Merch, why don't you start and tell us what's up? Yeah, so this week I am picking. Mm-hmm. The public school and charter school teachers of Oakland. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Public school teachers. The teachers went on strike in February. A lot of California teachers did, but there yeah. was some LA and but, there was some yeah, Oakland yeah. and there was also strikes in West Virginia and Denver as well in recent months. So teachers have been going on strike because they just feel like they're not adequately resourced and paid for their services. And Oakland teachers took to the streets. So they left their classrooms and after years, Mm. uh, well, over a year of negotiating, finally some deals were brokered and the teachers are now going back to the classroom with $38 million in raises. So they're getting an 11% raise, which is more than double what they were asking for. Uh, Sorry, um, 11% raise over four years and a 3% bonus, nearly double the pay raise the district officials had offered the teachers at the beginning of the walkouts. Wow. Um, So the deal, well, man, it was 2,000 plus teachers demanding this who went on strike. 2,000 teachers. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot of Um, humans. And they were basically saying that they just weren't adequately paid for their their time. And to which the district said, we don't have the money, which Mm -hmm. is true. They just didn't have the money. So California was hurting for cash to pay their teachers. And they were saying, the teachers said, you know, for the wealthiest, one of the wealthiest cities in the country, Mm -hmm. the, the Bay Area, Oakland and California in general, to be paying teachers so nominally was egregious and so the district responded uh oakland officials got together and tried to make it work and they found the money and i believe it's going to come in the way of taxes to get teachers more pay so we'll see how that goes uh just an interesting stat a little factoid the average one bedroom apartment in oakland cost average one bedroom two thousand six hundred eighty dollars per month jesus yeah and That's more expensive than New York. Yeah, it might be. Like in most, like I yeah. don't know. Yeah, there's Depending parts of Brooklyn, on like where you. Yeah, out. if you got a washer dryer or if you got an in yeah, in apartment in unit, super su- yeah. superintendent, um, Oakland teachers earn only about forty six and a half thousand dollars a year. What? Yeah. Whoa. So okay. how do you live? You don't on that. You don't. You can't. So they're getting a pay raise. Good for them. 
So How my dope people, <laughs> 11% over okay. four years. Okay. I mean, it's not nothing. It, I mean, it's, it takes it's, you above 50. And they should, teachers and say nurses. It. Say it again. Oh, the nurses got a raise also. The school nurses. Oh, and they, they put in for it and got granted more counselors. Amazing. Um, and more psychologists in the school. And That's more and more special education teachers to strengthen the large workloads of the staff members. That's awesome. That's super great. No, but I have said this as a young child because I saw my mom struggle as a nurse. And not like she was such a caring, loving nurse. And I see the amazing work that my teachers did and the investment that they put into me as a person. Teachers and nurses are ob- and social workers. Mm-hmm. are obnoxiously underpaid yeah. for the work that they do. Nurses know more than doctors. And most good doctors will tell you that. My mm. sister, who is a doctor, she's like, oh, yeah, no, I am surviving on the knowledge and wisdom of nurses. Mm-hmm. She's not stupid. She's like, and doctors who treat nurses badly have a terrible time. Teachers are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> like, mm. they are dead ass doing work that none of y'all want to do. True. <laughs> Let me just be clear. True. Social workers are doing work that is painstakingly, ter- like, hard. Just difficult, sad things all the time. These people need to get paid. Sig- like, they should be making CEO kind of salary. That's because of the work, care, and love that goes behind the work that they do. Hey. I dig it. That, and that's why they're dope. That's why they're dope. And I'm into it. I'm into it. So who'd you pick? Oh, my gosh. I completely forgot that I should talk about who <laughs> I picked. So mine are also a group of people, specifically a group of women, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the freshman congresswoman in the House Oversight Committee, um, who are killing it when it comes to questioning people for the dum-dum that they do. So specifically, um, we are going to say a big shout out to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. known as AOC, Katie Hill, Ayanna Presley, and Rashida Tlaib, who are all freshman congresswomen. I think almost all of them are women of color except for one, um, I believe. And they've only been on the job for like two months. And these women came at Cohen, came at other people, because there's still like hearings going on, um, of just like the things that Cohen did for 45, um, that people like legit calling certain things out like, no, you may not be a racist, but what you just said was racist. (laughs) You know, like just calling out the BS and all these different things and to see these beautiful young women do it is just the most empowering thing. And to do it during like Women's History Month is even more exciting. Um, And I just think that these young congresswomen especially the freshman congresswomen are going to be changing the game in a way that is like super cool which i'm like stoked about in general so they're my and they're and i think you know there's like rumors of a alexandria ocasio-cortez potentially being like a running mate for bernie because she and bernie are really close um i don't know about all those things Uh. i i think Alexandria, be a dope congresswoman, and we can talk about running for presidency in a different day or time. There you go. You know, like, and I will hundred percent support that. But now, we need you in the ground doing, making laws happen that make sense for the world. But I'm really grateful that I live in a time where really dope women of all different shades, backgrounds, ethnic and religious 
orientation mm-hmm. are coming into the fold and questioning a bunch of white men to be like, you're going to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. WTF. Mm-hmm. And it was super cool to see. There's been a lot of imagery of like three of the women and like the we the people like uh, pictures that are out there of right. like the Latina woman, right. the, the Muslim woman and the black woman. You heard me talking about that mural? Yeah. I was Is, talking about Alexandria. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. That's funny. <laughs> we were talking about something off off mic. Anyway, um, but I'm just super excited for, for that. And, I, and I'm glad that I'm living in a time where this exists. But yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I've been hearing, I've been seeing news things pop up about their take on stuff. Yeah. And I got onto a Bitcoin, um, like news media outlet. Oh my God. People who write about cryptocurrency. Yeah. And uh, they even, Alexandria takes on uh, liberal Democrats and like she's just pulling guns out on everybody. I mean, she don't give a, mm, it's really mm -hmm. great. Yeah, she and I'm all about it. And all of these women, they're just like, I think they're to a point where like they're acting as though they're not really worried about reelection. Right. And that's how that's when you elect somebody. That's what they should be doing. They should be thinking about their con- constituents and right. doing the right things for their constituents. Right. And not about like, can I get reelected in two years? Like playing the political game is something they're learning along the way. But in the meantime, they're doing the work that they're they're hired to do. I think my ideal form of a politician looks like what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Like, this is what I want to do. This is why I got elected. Let your actions speak louder than words. By the way, if you're hearing a lot of crunching, Merch and I are... I'm uh, sorry, this is so annoying. We are eating my dad's plantain chips. I've hid it from you and from everyone in my life for the past two weeks, and mm-hmm. I've decided I'm going to bring it out. If you have uh, misophonia, oh. uh, meaning that you have a fear of and downright repulsion by the sound of people chewing or like mouth noises, then I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. Um, But if you are someone who's into ASMR, Uh you're welcome. You're welcome. You just, you are very welcome. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, All right. This is the end of our cast. Lovely three segments with you, my my friend. Make sure you are following us on all of our social media platforms. You're subscribed, sign into our DMs. We really care about y'all. Be good to yourselves. Is there anything that you want to close off the night with? These plantain chips are very, very good. Thanks for finally unleashing these. Because I, I need to leave soon. Yeah, you need to. I leave need soon. to go very soon. Otherwise, they're all going to be yes. gone. These are my last three. Are you sure? You said you only were going to eat five. How many did you eat? Thanks, Brian's dad. You just call him Babu Uncle. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. Be dope, and we'll catch you later. See ya.